Week 11 is here, the 11th episode. End game's over. We don't know what the hell we're going to do now, but we got a special Mother's Day episode coming up. We're going to talk about it. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it! What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. You both know this is completely fucked up, right? Yeah. Of course. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Welcome back, everybody, boys and girls, to week 11. We made it 11 weeks. We have gone 11 weeks, and we have not choked each other out yet. Not yet, but it's early. And didn't you say this is when most podcasts stop? Yeah, most most of them don't make it past the 10th or 11th episode, so we are at number 11, which just is actually my, my lucky number. Most of them crap out and quit, but just like Cap said, not us. Not us. We can do this all not day. Not us. All right, how was your week? Oh, my week's been pretty freaking brutal, uh, but uh, I got a lot of lot of eggs in the fryer. I know that's not a proper word, but we're gonna go ahead and use it. It'll 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 walk right up there with decades of years. Yeah, patented, pat- patented, patent. and uh, copyrighted and trademarked. Pretty good. Pretty let good. Me, uh, let me ask you something. Obviously, we both lived in Florida for quite a while now. Is there anything about Florida traffic that annoys you more than the assholes who think they're Lance Armstrong and they ride their bikes and their spandex in the traffic lanes and think they're a car when there is a five to six foot wide brand new bike path off to their right? I I <laughs> cannot tell you how much these pricks piss me off when they're in their little leotards in traffic. The bad part about that is that they are actually considered a vehicle, and if they are in the traffic lane, you're supposed to give them the right away. But there's no real need for a bicycle to be driving down a six-lane road. Let me ask you, Lance, can you get that bitch up to sixty? I don't think they then can. Then move your there's ass no, yeah, off of the road. If you take a, like a if you take like a golf cart or something that can do thirty or thirty-five, you got to have a license plate and turn signals and brake lights. So why don't you have to have that on a bicycle? My favorite thing. It almost got to a point that it upsets my son Dylan just as much. And there was times that I would have to hit the window lock because he was going to roll down the window and and let him have it. But. I don't think the bicycle aggravates me as much as the fact that about 95% of them on the bicycle are built like me and should not be wearing skin-tight spandex. Well, there's that, too. Um, but then just go to Walmart, and then you'll see that it runs rampant. Um, oh second, Walmart like second fun Florida traffic story for you for the week. Yesterday, heading to work, 6.45 in the morning. Big traffic backup going away from me. I'm heading to work, no problem. But I look and see there's just like a mile-long line of cars. Can't go anywhere. So as I get closer and go through the red light that I'm at, um, guess what's blocking traffic? Take a wild guess. Oh, my. uh, An alligator? 
about a 10-foot alligator is in the road with his mouth taped shut. There's a county sheriff in um, Cooter with his pickup truck. Didn't look like a state trapper, but he's... I'm not kidding you, and and I know people exaggerate alligators, but they have those people that have the license. They yes. are actually come. They can are allowed to to trap air quotes trap alligators here. But the best part of this, the gator was not tied up. The feet weren't tied back. It didn't look like you see on the Animal Planet shows or nothing. No, this gator is just in the left or the right lane, head up like sup. Yeah, drag that fucker out of the way, guys. Yeah. We got to get and to work. It's. So that was blocking traffic uh, yesterday morning. So that was that was just, you know, a fun little tidbit for everyone to know how fucked up it is here in Florida. But it was cool to see because that thing was all of 10 feet. And like any guy, I measured distance in, in that case, a basketball hoop. Yeah. And then when you're out in the field, you measure it by football fields, which is 100 yards. So, yeah, the, it, it was it was damn near 10 feet. Well, true story, alligators are not endangered anymore. So no. just pop that bitch and get rid of him and let's, yeah, so let's, let's roll on if with you're our one day. one of those animal people, that's, oh, don't hurt the gate. No, there's plenty to go around. That bitch will drag you to your death in a heartbeat. Don't be nice to him. <sighs> yeah. So so what else you got going on? I don't have a whole lot going on. Have you recovered um, from Endgame yet? You know what? Actually, since our last episode, I saw it again. As you should uh, have. Yep. Took, As so did I. Took. Uh, yep, you did. You've got three under your belt. I've got yep. two. I think Richard's at 27 now. Currently, yes. Take the over on that bet. When we went the first time, uh, Jacob was sick. Uh, producer extraordinaire Jacob was sick. And, uh, Don't worry, everybody. He's better. He's he, back. Um, he, he forced me, guys. I want you to know he forced me at gunpoint to record the episode myself last week because he didn't want to hear the spoilers I can't really say that I blame him. That's a true man um, right there. Yep. And we took him on Sunday, and ironically, um, spoiler alert, uh, fast forward if you haven't seen it yet, spoiler alert, we're sitting at dinner the night before he goes, and he goes, if they kill Black Widow, I'm going to be pissed. So I'm sitting there the whole time that scene's coming well, up, and I'm like, what's he going to throw? What's he going to throw after the movie? I'm like, what do you think? He's like, eh, I kind of figured it was coming. But, um, you know, we talked about a lot of things last week. We, I think our episode got cut short. I, I, really, I think we both really wanted to talk more about it. Uh, I think Richard did too. We just tried. There's to just so much. Yeah, There's it, it just is too much. It's, it's a huge, huge, just mammoth gargantuan of a movie. Uh, anybody who listened knows that I had issues with the time travel thing, and you know what? That's the only issue I really had with it. That in the one stone being an ether. But after seeing it the second time, I am going to have to agree with Richard and say that understanding what they were talking about does clear it up a little bit more for me. I still don't buy the cap at the end. I have one other problem that I'll that we can talk about later. Maybe the next time we have Richard. To your point, and I and I totally and I know we've went back and forth and texted about this for like, like nine like, hours, like, like every day. <laughs> but to your point, after seeing it with Morgan the other day, I went back and I it it hit me during that last scene. So if and not to get in a whole other discussion about this, but if Cap went back to live that other life, how is he still? big and strong cap and why and how did he get older how did he age so and i was like god damn it greg's got a point but like you also said after that whole thing i don't care i let yeah. it go it is what it is but that hit me after what your points were and that was a fair point you know that's uh, but again those are the problems with time travel movies and and even though i think they pulled it off really well it's still a time travel movie and if you want to poke holes in it we can 
But we you know, won't. We've, we've talked about it. You know, since then, the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man trailer has come out. Spoiler again, if you haven't seen Endgame, don't watch that trailer. Right. Uh, we're going to get into that in a little bit later because this is our summer preview episode. But they've now conceded that there's a multiverse and all these things are going on. And, and you know what? If that's the direction they want to go, I'm, I'm good with it because it's going to give us more stories. Open arms. Yeah, um, it's going to yeah. give us more stories. You know, they said in, in the first in first Avenger, there was the scene after Bucky died where Cap was sitting in the bar by himself and he was talking about how the serum gave him a super healing effect. Couldn't get drunk. And he couldn't get drunk. That should certainly in, inhibit the aging process. Right. But you know what? I, the, that ending for Captain America, in my opinion, even though it screwed with the timeline, was perfect because Cap gave up everything for everybody else. And which good, is the true basis? Which is the true character. basis of that character? Yep. He, he got, he got, he got his, and that you know what? And God every, damn it, he deserves a happy ending. Everybody needs a little bit of his. So you're right, happy ending. So, um, you know what? There was a few things I noticed the second viewing that I didn't notice the first time uh, that really kind of stood out and were a little more poignant. Um, uh, Doctor Strange motioning to Tony in the final battle. I missed that. You know that's that. But chills. Man, just that movie, you know, that movie just it comes it comes over you and you just I anticipated dead spots going like, um, yeah, I like that face you said yeah. you made when I said comes <laughs> over you. I mean, <laughs> the, uh, the there was I, I expected it when we went back the second time to say, well, this part's going to drag or, you know, and, and you know what? It doesn't. I'm like, holy shit, it's over already. It just it doesn't. Phenomenal. It's, yeah. Phenomenal. There's so much in on even. And I texted you guys as soon as I got out of the movie again. It's even after the third viewing. And let's be honest, if you haven't seen this movie yet, what the hell's wrong with you? Do make some adjustments. True. True story. Uh Oh, yeah. True. story. Okay, so going into it the first time I knew it was going to be emotional, um, but you didn't know what emotions you were going to have when. So Richard had mentioned that the first time he reacted and the second time he was like, oh, shit, this is coming. Right. So, like, knowing it's coming, I caught myself actually crying more because I was tearing up earlier. Well, <laughs> we go and see it on a Sunday morning again, which is typically the way we do it. Best time to do it. There's about 19 people in the theater, and we're in the recliner seat, so you have reserved seats. So, of course, there's a nine-year-old kid sitting next to me. The other 80 seats are empty. Yep. Um, he was, he, to his credit, he was awesome. He didn't talk or anything. Um, he he was good. That's a good kid. It was a good kid, yeah. And he he didn't. With, he didn't, you know what? He With didn't a good the mom. Yeah. Well, the good the good dad. Yeah. The, or the good mom. Happy Mother's it's Day, Mother's ladies. Day. So we're watching the movie, and um, I catch myself right before the Black Widow with before they get the Soul Stone, and I oh. knew it was coming, and I just kept welling up, and I did the because <laughs> I was tearing up and crying. Right. And the kid looked at me like, what is your fucking problem, old man? And I had to pick him up and I had, no. Yeah. And I was like, I felt so, he gave me this look like you're ruining my movie, damn it. And I was like, you know what, you little impetuous shit. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you little shit stain, you'll figure it out in about 15 years. So, so the best part of it was he didn't do anything for the whole movie. He was a, I mean, a perfect movie goer. As soon as the credits come on, and anybody who's seen the credits know that there's not a lot there, but the tribute was pretty awesome to everybody yeah. who was in it. He gets his phone out and starts doing something, and his dad leans over and goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm texting. And his dad goes, you're not supposed to text during the movie. He goes, well, it's not the movie, so technically I'm not breaking the rules. Wow. Should have slapped his ass right there. Do that or he's going to make a damn good lawyer <laughs> right? someday. Richard, sign Loopholes. this guy up, intern. Yeah. Sign him, intern. Um, we saw it. Uh, when after, I was think it was Monday night, uh, 
right race out of work, go pick up Morgan, and we go. And when we saw it, again, my third time, when Cap gets the hammer, legitimately there were multiple people that jumped out of their seats like Richard and just yelled like they just had a, a winning lottery ticket. Like it legitimately – made people that excited and came out of their seats and I'm not and I'm not it's it hits me every single time too because that's just one of those moments you will it's like Indy with the with the idol it's you never forget that moment yeah that was even the second time I I caught myself going "Ah, yep there's just there's so much to that movie and it's I mean it's going to take a while to get off of that now on that same subject we know we were talking about movies and stuff it's like and I, you even mentioned Spider-Man's coming up. And initially, my thought was like, yeah, but after what we just saw, I I literally, like, I'm not that excited about it. Like, I, I and I've never said that about anything. But then the trailer comes out. And then they immediately pick up after Endgame with, you know, a montage of Peter seeing something with, with Tony. And it's like, it literally, like, it picks up and you're like, oh, my God, this is a continuation of it. And I was legitimately excited again to go see it but it was funny because i thinking to myself well, great now i've got one hero and one bad guy this is gonna suck <laughs> but no it looks phenomenal it looks incredible and it does. i'm really excited to see this one again or see it when it comes out rather than you know at first i was like nah. but now i'm like okay this is the train keeps rolling basically yeah, with and, and, and it's going to because they have such a, a well of information to pull from in good uh, people you know, pulling the trigger yeah, on yeah, these movies yeah things we talked about last week i do think they have several directions they can still go with it it can still be really good uh i do have a theory about spider-man i don't think this spoils it everybody knows that mysterio is kind of a, a low-level villain in the spider-man he didn't have any real he didn't have any real powers he was a like a special effects guy on movie set who like they use a lot of smoke and mirrors i think uh the trailer is a red herring i think mysterio is going to be a bad guy and all those guys are fighting in their trailer are special effects that's personal opinion and it well no i want to know where it goes though because you're legitimate with that you're legitimate because it was you know again like anybody that knows him comics a little bit with spider-man comics it's no it's not the goblin it's not Doc Ock. It's not one of those high-level villains, but at the same time, I hope that the trailer is somewhat accurate and there's something else. And they actually make Mysterio a somewhat good guy, or it's it's not a full swerve. Because I'm going to tell you, Gyllenhaal looks like an awesome character in, in, in these trailers. Yeah, 180 from Brokeback Mountain. You looks are like, welcome. Hey, he looks like he's walking straight again, so yeah. it looks like the, the effects have worn <laughs> off. So we're good. I um, uh, Jesus Christ! I said it. <laughs> yes, you did. I love it. Um, the uh, the Spider Man. There's a line in the trailer that is very intriguing to me, and I I don't. I hope it's not. He says. Peter says somebody has to be the next Iron Man. I feel like that's leading to something. Well, I not really only that, know what he's it is. Got his arm in a hologram that Tony like a when he was yeah. designing his suit. So there, yeah. There's little tidbits there, but. I just hope, again, like you said, when they said the word multiverse, I instantly thought, well, enter in the X-Men and here come the fa- the Fantastic Four. Yes. There's your opening. So th- there's sure. your brilliant door that you just opened to now you can successfully bring in properly the X-Men, Wolverine, Fantastic Four, stuff that we've been dying to see. I mean, obviously, you know, Wolverine that we saw in the X-Men movies was great, but... 
now they can bring in another one more proper, and I, I think it will be great. And there's no reason to doubt that Marvel will do will do the right thing. I would love to see Marvel themselves have their hands on the X Men. They do. Like it, it's already been said, the 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 contracts have been signed, the the purchase is done. Disney and Marvel. I say Disney. Let's be honest. Disney's doing nothing but riding the coattails of Marvel. Uh, they were smart enough to write the check. The best thing Disney can do: write the check. Step away and let them do what they've done for the past 10 years. Because you try and disney this and make it all kids, kidsy stuff straight, all, they're going to mess it up. But I, don't, I think they're smart enough. They've already been smart enough to say they're going to leave Deadpool alone. There's a place for those movies, obviously, made money. But um, most, most successful R-rated movie of all time, I think they said, wasn't it? All time. Um, yeah, so it's, I, I have no reason to doubt that that things are going to roll roll along and keep doing, you know, as as good as they've been doing. Yeah. Just I we can only hope. Just we can only step hope. the hell away, Mouse. Write the checks and leave it alone. Yeah. And let well, them do their stuff. This Disney ain't playing, as you will find out in a little while when we start talking about our summer movie preview. Right. I'm going to bring up a couple of things about what Disney's done as far as just movies go this year and right. holy balls. It's it's exciting. Now, the goal at this point for us as movie fans is just don't take any unnecessary risks. Stay alive. I agree. Because there's too many movies coming that we need to see. I agree. Um, so, that being said, speaking of excitement, can the NHL just knock it off for a week and let us rest? I, I Dude, I just I just turn the game off and go straight to work. Oh, my God. It's Now, and this is – I can't even – I'm a, a diehard Red Wings fan, obviously, Okay. I can't stop watching the playoffs this year on all these games because they're all that good. Even the games that only went four or the series that only went four games, those four games were still intense up until the last few minutes. There, there was a couple blowouts, but there was so much action going on and it was getting so chippy that you could not stop watching. It, I mean, at least me. Well, it, this is how incredible it is. And I texted you this yesterday morning and uh, I did not know that this was a fact. The first thing is that the other night, the Blues-Stars game was the first time in history that three Game 7s in the same season have gone to overtime. It's insane. So that's three Game 7s. Not to mention the fact, when was the last time that you remember the second round of the playoffs with the eight teams that are remaining? So you have four series going on. Right. Four of those, three of those, excuse me, went seven games, and the other one went six. And these series are so good. It's like you're watching these games, and, and again, I'm a total hockey slappy. I, I I can't get enough hockey. I I love the sport. You're watching these game sevens. It's bad enough when you watch these games. You feel like you're watching it in a a big van with no windows, with no AC in the middle of the summer, like we are almost right? already. Sweating like crazy watching these games because they're that good. It's and it's just constant. It's you crazy. Said, you said you're a hockey slappy. Is that anything like a fast five behind the arena after the game? And what what is a hockey slappy? Whatever. It's just a, everything hockey. I got you. I see where you're going. You see that. I uh, love you long time. You're so dirty. I am. The the talent level, and I don't know if it's because so many of the top-tier teams stumbled in the first round. Typically, you see those top-tier teams, the number one and the number two seeds, really don't even struggle for the first round. And then the second round, they're like, eh, you know, we're still playing a number six. Historically speaking, yes. In this year, with Tampa at number one and Calgary number two, 
both got bounced quick. And yeah, well, the number ones, the number threes, and the number fours are gone. Yeah, it's, we're gone in the first round. So what you have left right now is you essentially have three below five seeds and a number two seed in Boston. Yeah, and it's – but to me, that's what makes these playoffs so fun to watch. I agree. Because if you step back and look at it as a, just a fan of the sport, it makes it that much better because it's not – it's okay. It's not the NBA. You, you, you're not in September going, yep, well, these two teams are going to be in the finals or these two teams are going to be in the conference finals. And damned if it doesn't work out that way almost every year now. Yeah. It's not like that. It does. It does. There's drama in hockey, and you don't know what's going to happen. And it's just exciting the whole way through. Well, also, a number five playing a number six or a number three playing a number five or something like that is a better matchup than a one versus an eight, unless right. you are the Tampa Bay Lightning. But here's, here's the only thing that that I'll even somewhat disagree with you on that. In hockey in general, those seeds are nothing for placement. Other than that, it has nothing to do with competition. And I agree with you because a, a number eight seed, like the Blues, had a horrible first half. All it is. On fire the second half of the season. Thanks to Bennington, the goalie. Yeah, he absolutely. played out of his mind all year long. Um, all it is is to set the seeds, it, to, to set who plays who. After that, throw that shit out the window because these teams are so good and playing so well. It doesn't matter who you're going to play. You're going to have to fight for every single win. I think I think a lot of it, too, is I know that every team has their star because every team has to have their best player. Right. But you don't have that Sidney Crosby that you have to worry about shutting down. You have, like, let's say in the Sharks, you have a team that literally played without one of their best players because of that brutal hit he took. Yep. Um, you've got a, a, a team functioning as a team, and it can come at you from multiple angles, which can mean – you 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 have to do different things to coordinate to to to, to counter them and and it, it's it's more of a of a this guy or that guy or that guy can beat you not you know hey where's Carl? There to me Carl yeah Carl the um the level of adjustments and stuff having to be done on the fly in the NHL to me makes the coaching ability in hockey more impressive than any other any other sport. Because you're not game planning for just one game. Like, you are game planning for series, and you're game planning for a matchup on every shift because you don't know what line you're going to have to coach against. If you're the away team and the away coach, you have to see what line of theirs comes on the ice. You then have to figure out this chess match for 60 minutes. Who's going to play against who? Are you going to put your best guy to shut them down? Are you going to try and rough them up with your lower, tougher line? It's... It's crazy to me. The in, and like I said, I could talk about this all day long. Yeah, and we will on our other hockey podcast coming up. Nice info to come later. Um, but yeah, I could talk about it all night. These playoffs have been. I just I need some sleep. I, I agree. <laughs> I um I think that uh, one of the things that does make the playoffs so 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 awesome is you can have a team that's dominating, and their goalie just go cold. Yeah, you know um. Uh, spoiler alert, my entire wife's family is from the Boston area. So when I'm not rooting for a Tampa team, I root for a Boston team. <sighs> when I'm not rooting, you know, I, my dad's from Michigan, so I root mm -hmm. for a lot of Michigan teams too. Right. And they were my teams before Tampa got their teams. I was a Lions fan. I was a Red Wings fan. Sure. I was a Pistons fan, Tigers fan. Um, Boston's Tuka Rask, is, he's a great goalie, but he will just go through like a six-game stretch where, you know, he's like trying to catch water with a net. It just doesn't fucking happen. As much as I have just disdain for that, team of cheap shot and low-level pricks, Rask is a beast. But you're right. There are nights where, like, oh, my God, is he sick? 
Yeah. Is he drunk? Is, is he, he hungover? on? What like is that the dude in gold? Is, yeah. Is is it Fat Thor in gold just sitting back chugging a beer half asleep? I don't know. But there's times where you go, he just he looks like a world beater. And yeah. You just like you said, you don't know what what's going to happen. But he has been playing very well. Um, he's I haven't seen very many nights of him where he's really fallen apart. He's played well and. Boston's playing well. They you, played well as a team, yeah. They absolutely have. For and sure. So is every other team that's still alive. Right? It's it's, it's it's awesome. So get on board with hockey, God damn it. Get on board with hockey because it's totally worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so I guess right there we'll take our first little break, and then we'll come back with our big summer movie preview. I like it. Be back in a second. This episode of Top 5 for Fighting is brought to you by Richard Alexander Esquire. As a former assistant state attorney, Richard Alexander is an experienced trial lawyer and has been protecting the rights of the people of Tampa Bay since 2000. Specializing in personal injury, criminal defense, and legal research, Richard Alexander offers fair representation that you can trust. When you need a lawyer, contact Richard Alexander for an initial consultation at TrustAlexanderLaw.com or call 813-850-4247. Having said that, I want you to know that this man is a stand-up guy. He's a caring husband, he's a dedicated father, and he's a standfast friend. All of us here at Top 5 for Fighting are generally better off because we know him. So in summation, you guys hear that? That's a big fancy lawyer word Richard taught me. If you ever need a lawyer, call a great person who is also a great lawyer. Richard Alexander, 813-850-4247. And Richard, thank you. How about that? You guys actually got to listen to a real commercial on Top 5 for Fighting. Shit's getting real. The world is now our rotten oyster. Spoiled clam. Okay, so a couple things that I was told by our uh, marketing angel that I needed to do this week. Expert. Expert angel lady person. First of all, Mr. Philip Eddy, my goddamn Facebook mailbox is full. My bro, Philip, and I love it. Everybody out there, this guy sends us more stuff each week than I can read, and I laugh every time I see something. So we would like to thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts for engaging with us and, and hanging out with us and, and, and liking what we're doing. We really appreciate it. Let me tell you something about Phil. If we could get Phil to fly his ass down here and sit here, we could do, like, hours of Bigfoot, UFO, like, all of that stuff. That That's you get him going on that stuff, dude. It'll we'll, we'll get some wine and some whiskey in here. That's hours of entertainment right there. That's awesome, Philip. We really appreciate it. Love you, Phil. Susan also told me to mention that last week on the podcast, I made a remark about how uh, I don't remember his name in the Infinity War. Um, the guy who made the gauntlet, the little dwarf guy, played by um, Idri. Hedry, about how he was late to I'm the show. I'm probably saying it wrong. Late to the show because his flight was delayed out of King's Landing. Well, apparently that's because Rhaegal took one through the neck and then crashed to the bottom of the ocean. All you Game of Thrones fans out there, you're going to get what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, quick note on that. If you're on a dragon and you're flying above the ocean, shouldn't you see ships coming? I mean, you seriously? You would think. You would think. Get up a little higher and scout out a little farther in advance, yeah. especially if you've only got two well, dragons. he really caught them by surprise because they weren't expecting him to be there. But, you know, but that's that, how it that's is. Just, that's just poor piloting. I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. That's poor piloting. You, you are right. Fix I, your I shit, Denarius. You. Fix it. Fix it. Get your shit straight. 
Okay, so we are going to play our game this week. Wait, quick thing real quick. The, those uh, Seaside High School kids I was telling you about. Harrison, especially you. You got a shirt. Where's our picture? Right? Yeah, I... I mean, I got the kid a shirt. Don't make me come down there. I, I swear to God, I will sick Morgan on you. Ha ha. Get our picture. That is not what you want, young man. Oh, you do not want to have to answer to her. Trust me. So here's our game this week. Our summer preview is about the movies that we see coming, and not necessarily the monster blockbusters, because, you know, everybody's going to want to see the monster blockbusters. And let's be honest, there are no monster blockbusters after no, Endgame. No, it's over after Endgame, but there, there's going to be some good movies out there. So I'm, I, I stole Mike's uh, Rotten Tomatoes game from a couple weeks ago. Genius. on the sh- on the uh, uh, Yes, it was genius. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep it themed on blockbuster movies that were summer blockbusters, obviously. And I'm going to see if Mike can match the Rotten Tomatoes score to the movie. And for the record, I hate Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's the worst thing to ever come around to be involved with movies ever. It got a little bit better recently because they are monitoring for the shit bombs. I'll say this. It's the worst thing since Iron Man 3. How's that? Is that fair? That's... It's harsh, but it's I, fair. I, too far. It's fair. I think too far. I think it's fair. <laughs> it's probably pretty fair. Right, Trevor? Right. The c- Richard is so pissed right now. Because <laughs> you brought that up and made him remember Trevor, it? Trevor, yeah, because cause, you say the word Trevor, and he immediately wants to punch a hole in a wall. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Okay. So I picked eight games, eight movies, that are legitimate summer blockbusters. I will say legitimate. And those movies are, for those listening in La La Land, Jaws, Avengers Endgame, Titanic, The Empire Strikes Back, Avatar, E.T., The Extraterrestrial and His Adventures on Earth, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War, and Jurassic Park. And I gave Mike the Rotten Tomatoes scores in no particular order so that he could try and match them up. So Rotten Tomatoes went back in time to give scores to Empire Strikes Back, yes. E.T.? Um, was Cap full grown at that time? He was full grown at okay. that time in our verse. I just want to make in sure the, the rules are there. Him and where him and Stewie went whizzing by each other in the multiverse. I know rules are your thing. I want to make sure I'm on the oh, same. Oh, they're the rules. The, these field. are these are the mother. These are the these are the rules. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to start off with Endgame. Okay. And I'm going to say that that is a 98. Okay. So 98 is off the board. Okay. I'm going to go to Jaws. I'm going to say Jaws was at a 85, so 85 is off. Titanic, I love that movie, like the last hour and a half. When everybody's dying? Don't give me the lie. Just bust, you know my favorite part of that movie? When everybody's dying? When the guy bounces off the prop. Oh my God, when it's he falls, so violent, yes. And he ragdolls all the way off that prop into the water and then... And then, you Clank. Get, and then you get nothing but the Coyote Roadrunner sploosh at the very oh, end. Oh, so funny. Epic. Well done, Cameron. Um, so Titanic, I'm going to give a generous 91, only because it made so much goddamn money. And all the women drug all the men to see it numerous times. That's how it made all that money. Um, Empire Strikes Back, I've got to give a 97. Because if they didn't, they're idiots. Avatar, I'm going to split with, where is, oh, Infinity War. I'm going to give Infinity War 95, 
Avatar 95. E.T. gets an 82. Jurassic Park gets an 89. There you go. Okay. This is super hard because you have to match them back and forth. And, and different yeah, times, Yeah, in different too. times. And I'm going to go ahead and concede this quarter's win to Mike because he has absolutely dominated the games. As okay. I was expected to. Okay. As you were expected to. He is he is brilliant. I am not moving on. Okay. You so, heard him his words, not mine. Of those movies, which one do you have having the highest score? The highest score that I have on here would be Endgame with 98. Okay. The highest score was E.T. with this, a 98. Now, we, we need to clarify this with an asterisk. Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. I'm right. Let's move forward. <laughs> You're probably correct. Moving on. E.T. scored a 98, and this is the, this is the critics. Believable. That's That was uh, – well, they, look, look, that's darn near a perfect movie. It really is. Eh, but, okay. But you know what? It was it was, was an, and it was a 1984, I think it was. Um, and believe it or not, E.T. not is credible for one reason, because he liked Reese's Pieces, my favorite a. candy. They made Reese's Pieces for that. They wanted to use M&M's, and Mars told him, no, nah, we're not interested. Yeah, not, way to go, M&M's. All right. Okay. Not even the biggest movie of that year. Do you know what the biggest movie of that year was? What year was it? 1984. Ghostbusters. Officer and a Gentleman. He's got nowhere to go. He's <laughs> Private Mayo. Yeah. Mayo was, was it 84? It might have been 83. I don't think it was the same year as Ghostbusters. God. Anyway, the biggest movie that year was Officer Lewis and a Gentleman. Gossett Jr. Okay. So the next score was a 97. What did you give 97 to? Empire Strikes Back. Jaws. Hey, Rotten Tomatoes, Ligma. <laughs> Ligma ass, because that's wrong. <laughs> Not to discredit Jaws, but we're talking about Empire Strikes Back, for God's sakes. I, I know, and uh, Empire Strikes Back has a damn fine score. In many people's eyes, the holy grail of movies. It's 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 pretty perfect. Yeah, suck it, Rotten Tomatoes. It's pretty perfect. Okay, there were two 95s. Who'd you give your 95 to? My 95s went to um, Infinity War and Avatar, both with Zoe Saldana. Blue and green. Yes. Zoe Saldana and three of the five movies that have made over $2 billion worldwide. So if you want to make $2 billion, just put her in it and paint her a color. And she's in three different colors. Right? Right, yeah. Nice. All right. Well so the 95s are Endgame. What? See, this is there's no credibility <laughs> in this whatsoever. <laughs> You're just None. upset because you got it wrong. No, they're and, wrong. And Empire Strikes Back. Okay, so they were Not, off by two. for Okay. Okay. I'll forgive that one. All right. <laughs> I, thank much. you, thank you very, very much. Yeah. So now we're down to ninety-one, right? Yep. Who'd you give the ninety-one to? Uh, prop guy bouncing off the propeller. Prop Titanic. guy, clank. He took a header. Ninety-one is Jurassic Park. All right. I'll concede that one. Eighty-nine. I gave it to Jurassic Park. Titanic. Mm. All right. Why not? Eighty-five. This one's gonna piss you off. What did? <laughs> What did the almighty Rotten Tomatoes give an 85 to? What did you give 85 to? I gave an 85 to Jaws. Okay. Infinity War. Fuck off, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I, I got 85% of my dick I for you. somebody from Rotten Tomatoes somewhere down the line years from now hears this. Screw you, Rotten Tomatoes. Now, here's the best part. 82. 82? Should I've been scribbling them off so I can't really see. I think I gave the 82 to E.T. Avatar. 
What? The biggest movie of all time they gave an 82. Second biggest movie of all time. It's still number it's one. It's going down. It's going down, but as, time, of, hey. as of in the next 10 minutes, yeah. it might not be, yeah, but, as of, right be, now, but as of right now, it yes, is you're number right. two. Yeah, okay. See, no credit. <sighs> yeah. Ligma, okay? Yeah. It's my buddy Nick's <laughs> favorite term, and I love it. Ligma. Um, Ligma I, I'm going to tell you what, though. Of that list, I will agree with the 82 on Avatar. I was not a huge Avatar fan. I, th- I It was basically just aliens with blue people. L- it goes farther than that because I remember when I went to go see Avatar, that was the first movie that actually used credit to James Cameron because he waited to put this movie out until he had the proper 3D technology to do it. And going to see that movie in 3D changed movies, yes, period. And there was a lot of people that loved to hate on 3D. If it's done right, it's amazing. Avatar was flat out amazing to see in a theater in 3D. It was like watching something live happen. It was in, the effects were n- nothing you'd ever seen before, not even close. There had been 3D movies before, not like this. You didn't have the red and blue glasses. Correct. And yes, was it a tree hugging movie? Of course. I don't care. The movie and the story were fantastic. The action was great. The villain was a total douchebag. The movie was the story was fantastic because it was aliens. Yes, it, you can't lose. It was exactly the same as Anne's. She, he even got in the end at the in the fought in the little crane mobile like the Scorny Weaver hey, was in. Don't care. It was a great movie. I loved it, and it made obviously everyone else agreed because everyone else went to see it multiple times. Mostly that was Chinese money. Mostly. So, <laughs> well, guess what? America's about to take that it, title it, back. Right. It was. It was a. It was a big movie, and it did kind of revolutionize. The, you're, you're absolutely right, and that's why it did what it did. He waited and developed his own technology. He developed that. That's the other thing that people don't give James Cameron credit for. Dude has made some great movies, the Terminator series, but he single-handedly helped develop the proper 3D. So when you saw that movie, you saw that movie the way it was done, and it was great. So, I yeah. think. I think that there, um, uh, we always, everybody's always chasing that perfect movie, and we had our discussion the other day about you know what's what it, what in your eyes is a perfect movie. I have I have a, a, a few that I've seen in my life. Okay, I, I feel Saving Private Ryan is pretty much a perfect movie. Agreed, completely, one hundred percent agree. That, that movie, there's just nothing that I would want to change about it. Um, I think that if you want to get right down to it, I think Infinity War is pretty much a perfect movie. I will I, agree. I had no complaints about that story at all. I don't know if I can give it to Endgame because of the time travel thing, but but it's it's I mean it they they swung and they missed by like a thousandth of an inch. It was it, it it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. F- fantastic. Com- and you know what else Endgame did? And I saw an article about this. I mean, I wish I'd have thought of this. Endgame made Ultron a much better movie. It because did. now it all makes more sense because this is exactly what Tony was trying to prevent and nobody wanted to listen to him. Yeah, I agree with you. And he got his moment to say, you know what? Screw you guys. I told you this was going to happen. Yeah. And guess what? It happened. I also would agree that Jaws is pretty much a perfect movie. There's not a moment in that movie that I don't it's, enjoy. Right? When, that, when, that show, when that movie is on TV, I watch it. Yeah, that movie literally killed... The tourist industry on the East Coast for years. Legitimately. Legitimately. Like, I'm not going to the beach. There might be a fucking shark. Now, there's places that do this. Let me ask you this. Um, I know the YMCA has done it. There's numerous plates. You'll see it online every now and then. They'll have a movie night in a big pool where you watch Jaws in the pool. I know where you're going. Um, Two words. Fuck and no. Oh, I do it in a second. If you're in a pool, 
Yeah, but it'd be fun though. Yeah, but you're that guy that's you gonna st- fuck with everybody when the shark scene's coming. You know me so well, sir. Yeah, I am there'd, grabbing- there'd be a damn baby Ruth floating that bitch before it's yep. all over with. I am grabbing legs and people will be literally shitting themselves. It would oh, be awesome. I gotcha. For sure. Yeah, Jaws, I'm gonna agree. Perfect. Um, what about you? Perfect me? movies. I will I'm gonna say one for two reasons. One, because it was the movie that made me the movie nut that I am today. It was the as a kid, sitting in that movie theater, watching Indy run from that boulder, that movie, I, it sounds so dumb and corny, changed my life. Because that movie, watching that in the theater as a kid, made me want to have that experience every single day of my life. Have you ever Have you ever heard about the Big Bang Theories? Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Amy. <laughs> not my Amy. Amy on the show. No, no. He, he's he's Let, nodding yes to me right now, l- Amy. Listen, I, it's... It, you know what? I've read that theory that Indy has nothing to do with that movie. I don't care if it's true or not. That movie, to me, will always be the movie that started everything. In fact, I even told you and Richard this when you know, we're getting ready to move, and I finally, finally get my own little man cave. And the first thing that I'm hanging up or I'm putting on a little shelf with a, its own individual light is The Idol because that is the movie that did it all. The Idol me. or Baltimore Ravens draft pick? Oh, God. yeah, it's, it's tough to decipher the two, but yes, and I'm going to get, you know, cool little movie relics to put up, but that's number one on my list is The Idol, because that is a kid. I remember seeing Indiana Jones in the theaters as a kid, and you couldn't beat it. Now, I did say on one of the podcasts a couple weeks ago about how I had rewatched it again. There's some there's some issues in it now, but you know what? That's what movie making was back then. So you can't complain. You, and it was Steven Spielberg. It, it was. You can't complain yeah. about looking at it now, going, "Oh, that's that's date go." It was to me. It was perfect. There's too much sentimental value to that movie. There's too much corniness to that movie to me that I could never, would never shit on it for any reason. Um, Tem- I'm not. Temple of Doom, yeah, it, it had its issues, but still, I start to finish. Temple of Doom was fun, too. I love Temple yeah. of Doom. The Rope Bridge, I, I have to say, I can't say Indiana Jones is a perfect movie because if that idol was pure gold, there's no way Belloc could have picked it up over his head. I'm just saying Dude facts. doesn't work out. You can tell. Right? He's, he's, a, he's a puss, and he's, he's French. He's Whatever. got no tries. He can't lift that thing up. Um, I, yeah, th- that movie to me, obviously, Empire Strikes Back. Come on. It, it's the, You know it's, what? I should have said that one, too. That is definitely a perfect movie. It is, it is one. just above The Last Jedi. And I will put Endgame and Infinity War together as one big movie because I can't separate those two. Uh, give, give me six hours on a Saturday and you cue those up back to back all day long. They need to come out with a disc that's just it plays one right big into cut. It, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. So you're not even going to acknowledge my Last Jedi comment? No, I'm going to look right over it. Okay, thank you. On on purpose. Jackass. Dick. All right. So, let's talk about these summer movies. Uh, you know, the movie industry has two huge times of the year. They got the summer and they've got Christmas. And it feels like the last three or four years, summer has been starting in the middle of spring. But this year, we can say it's different. There's summer. There's Christmas. And there's Endgame. And then there's Marvel. Right, so, the Marvel. Oh, yeah, right. yeah the, for so, sure. And that season is still going on strong. So I kind of, what I did was I, I went to, uh, I went to IMDB and I looked at all the movies that were coming out and I didn't, uh, I didn't really focus on any one. So I'm not deep, deep, deep into any of them. I just got a lot of them that I'm you're not, really, you're not broke back deep. Oh, I'm well, yeah, you're always broke back deep uh-huh. that you go into here with what you kind of want to see and what I kind of have high hopes for. Right. Um, and there's a couple that I've got on my list that I put on my list just because. Okay, the first one is Godzilla. Oh boy, 
how how many times are we going to have to watch tubs of shit like this that they are going to release and act like I'm supposed to go down there and spend my hard-earned money that I could buy literally anything else, like maybe just bland ramen noodles, and they want me to go see a pile of garbage like this? Seriously? I mean, come on. The screen is fucking blue. What are they? Yeah, they should. It should be Godzilla Iron Man three. That's what it should be. Wow. I there's one person listening right now that is ready to put his fist through his earphones. And now that I have said that, Philip, that one was for you, sir. This movie looks like it might be pretty toy. <laughs> Philip, gotcha. <laughs> he was saying he was going to do that. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Philip's a very sensitive guy. He takes that shit serious, but I'm like, no, it'll be funny. I, I'm kind of excited about this. And, and believe it or not, I have not even seen the last Godzilla. You need to. I, I do. Um, I have a I have a coupon from Fandango because I've seen fucking Endgame so many times that I get right. a free rental. Sure. I want to rent that and watch it because I've heard you, it's really good. You need to, and you need to watch that with the lights off. You need to watch that with the stereo up because when the stuff gets going, I saw that in Dolby, of course, um, when it came out, and it's... Dude, I've said it a few times. When that movie, when he roars, that stuff will tickle your spleen. It's so loud. It's the it, It's a great... It's a classic theater movie i'm super interested i am how too they, how they play this out to set up gazira versus kong i i am but i don't want to get so far ahead because i enjoyed the first one so much right and now in and i know i just but because because they've portrayed in the first one they portrayed godzilla as a good guy yes y- yeah to a degree of course of and course they and do. they displayed kong and kong skull island as a hardcore good guy right so now what we've, got, we've got Cap versus Tony again. We Great. really do. Another civil war. Right? I'm out. Fuck no, this. I'm, I'm done. I'm just kidding. Um, Go ahead. The thing about the Godzilla movie that, again, going back onto that, your childhood stuff, Rodan, Mothra, I mean, they, they, it's in the trailer. I mean, they, they flat out don't even try and hide it. You knew it was coming because they tease it at the end scene at the right. first movie. They're in a cave, they're, they're in a cave and they see the, the carvings, and, and they, they flat out say the names. Fucking spoilers, dude. They don't say the names. But they, you, you see the pictures. Right. You, you see the three-headed. Like, you know, oh, my I can't, God. I can't get upset They're about spoilers there? on a movie that's three years old, bro. Yeah, that's on you. When I was a kid here in Tampa, there's a there, – now it's UPN 44. It was – if everybody remembers back when they were kids, if you're our age, you had the three main broadcasts. You had CBS, NBC, and ABC. Right. There was no Fox. But then you had the, the local channels. And down here it was Channel 44, and they had a guy on there called Dr. Paul Bearer. Oh, that was boy. his name, and it was it was it was uh, the Saturday creature feature, yep. and they would show two. these movies, and you would turn it on because I think it was like Saturday at two. Yep. And every Saturday you would turn this thing on, hoping Dude, we had the same thing. It was awesome, right? Hoping you were getting Godzilla or Mothra or Godzilla versus Mothra or King Kong, and not because they they show some horror like some old fifties horrors movies. Yep. I'm in. Yep. I'm good. Yeah. I, I'm interested. Again, theater movie. It's Absolutely. just an absolute big time theater movie, and it's it looks fantastic. We can't wait. Um, the 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 tagline they had one king to rule them all. I thought was brilliant. That's funny. The, it, one it's king, just a, and one king, not one ring. Great trailer. Um, yeah, all in on Godzilla. What's your next one? I'm uh, just gonna compare my list here. Okay, my my next one is uh, I'm kind of interested to see Rocket Man. Um, I have that on my list, and my, the comment I have is maybe. It'll be a rental for me. Because you know why? Because Bohemian Rhapsody was so good that who doesn't like Elton John? Exactly. Dude's made some hits. No, I mean, hey, he was one of the- Rocket Man is a great song. For sure. 
He's and I mean, I mean, the Lion King. I mean, come on, guys. I'm kidding about the Lion King thing, but it's. I think I think it has the Dude, potential to be I'm one not. of those. I'm all in on the Lion King. I'm not gonna lie. That trailer sold like I want to see Lion King. I bet now. you want to see Aladdin too, don't you? I yeah, but I'm rooting for Scar. Me too. He's not gonna win. I'm just kidding. No, I I do. I saw when I saw the trailer with Morgan on Monday. She's like, I want to see that. I'm like, I wa- I, I might watch it as a rental. I I I'm gonna come back to the comment we said earlier. Disney this year. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Not even talking about the stupid shit that they're releasing. Like they've Aladdin. had, they've had cap. What a pile of garbage that I'm looks out. like. Let's let's just talk about it. They, I mean, I like Will Smith, but no, everybody likes no. Will Smith. No, don't touch Aladdin. No, exactly. Robin Williams, you're no. I'm out. Hold on. I, let me let me say this. No. So, <laughs> Disney had Captain Marvel. They've got Endgame. They've got Spider Man: Far From Home. Yep. They have Lion King. They have Aladdin. Even though it's garbage, it's going to be fucking massive. Yep. They have. Uh, did I say I said Lion King? Yep. They have Toy Story Four. Yep. And they got Frozen Two. Yeah. Holy, b- b- they could literally Break take the, the profits bank. for that and pay off the national debt. Just those movies. It's, it's Just crazy. Crazy, unbelievable, crazy. Yep. So Rocket Man, maybe. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to see it, but I'm not going to go to the theater to see. I'll it. see it eventually. Yeah. Absolutely. It, I, I, but, but you know what? If, if they pull this off and they make it good, Elton John does have a very compelling story. I, I, and, and it is along the lines of uh, Queen as well. It's you got these guys that were huge in a time where, road. where homosexuality was not acceptable, but they were outlandish and he was the original Brokeback. Yeah, the original. Well, I don't know. That was I, I. I don't know. I think uh, there was a couple in Game of Thrones that might have be the original, but uh, yeah. no, the original broke back. That's very <laughs> <laughs> Susan. I'm sorry. I know how much you like Elton. <laughs> we all like Elton. We do. There is a movie coming out that I'm not sure how to feel about it. It's not going to be a theater movie for me, but it's called The Poison Rose. No clue. It's it's got um, Brendan Fraser, uh, Famke Jansen, Robert Patrick. John Travolta, and Morgan Freeman. Is it a sequel to Encino Man? It is an is, it's a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a noir movie, like a film noir. So it's kind of like a detective movie, and okay. and um, not not all movies are for everybody. I totally get that, but sometimes I I do like a good drama. Sure. Um, this has like a suspenseful crime drama type thing about it. And those are five hardcore actors. I mean, the one you might not catch is Famke Jansen, but she's been in a lot of stuff. She was Jean Grey in the in the first three um, X Men. She right. was in uh, a couple other movies. But do you really want to cast John Travolta in anything now? You you know what? John Travolta has is he's got Nick Cage disease right now. I think he's just trying to pay the bills. What's up, Battlefield Earth? Yeah. Well, that that was a long time ago, and that was still a dud. But still saying. But you know what? He looks like he might be normal in in this All part. Right. But it it it's kind of um. I think it's a little bit of end and feel. You know what? It's it, that's a hey. I'll it's wait on cable. The trailer. I'll give it a whirl. Right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do it at the top of our list. Okay. Um, we <laughs> you mentioned it last night. Guys, if you haven't seen the trailer for Brightburn... Oh, James Gunn. James Gunn, number one. Um, uh, This is... I did not even know this movie was coming until two days ago I saw an advertisement for it on some social media. Guys, this is Superman if when Superman landed he turned out to be a huge dick. As a kid. As a kid. Right. This has some serious, serious potential. This is not a comic book movie. This is a horror movie. Elizabeth Banks... Yep. Uh, the dude who played Pam's first fiance in the office uh, is Roy. Uh, Roy, 
those are the two parents. And this kid realizes he's got superpowers after kids are picking on him. And it, it, according to the trailer, he starts fucking some shit up, yo. It's like a modern-day carry almost, but it's a straight-up horror movie with a kid with Superman powers. And he's not happy. Not happy at all. Like somebody took the toy out of this kid's cereal box first thing in the morning, and he is not forgiving anybody. Was it Honeycomb or was it Alphabets? Fruity Pebbles, bitch. Fruity Pebbles. On to yep. that. Um, all in on that movie. Plus, it's James James Gunn. That guy can make a movie. He's brilliant. I don't care what he said 10, 15 years ago. Speaking of which, something that struck me at the end of in, Endgame. Did you see who the three executive producers were? For Endgame? Yeah. No. John Favreau. Yeah. Stan Lee. Right. And James Gunn. Oh, okay. I was surprised Doesn't because surprise, of the yeah. whole he got fired thing. With all, I mean, but you got to remember this movie was made two years ago. Yeah. So it was before the big hullabaloo. All and and, and on on that note, Disney, you did the right thing bringing him back because you really had no reason to fire that guy. Zero reason. I don't care what the guy tweeted ten years ago when he was younger. If anybody out there can say that they've been squeaky clean and have never said anything they regretted a long time ago with your buddies or anything like that, you're a flat-out yeah. liar. We're not all Bill Clinton guys. Yeah, yeah. not everybody's perfect in the Oval Office. Right, Monica? Next one I got is Dark Phoenix. Um, I have a pass on that one. I'm over this group. I'm over these movies. Um, and for me to say that, will I see it? Sure, probably. I mean, eventually I will see it, but I'm now at the point Marvel has done so well that I'm ready for the new X-Men. I'm ready for them to fix everything. I'm over this group. I was going to just say my theory is that you don't want to see it because you want the new stuff. I yeah, because I'm I'm over this group. Like, Who doesn't want to see Sansa able to destroy stuff with her mind? You you'll probably see that next week, most likely. Um, so yeah, I have pass written next to that one. I have one that I have a pass written on, and that's Men in Black International. Uh, let's see what did I write down for that one. Sure, why not? Love me some Chris Hemsworth, but Thor I just and Valkyrie are in it. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I just am I, mean, I going to rush out and see it? No. It, yeah, it, will this, I see it? This is a rental or of or a cable I'll see it. for sure. Uh, I don't know how many of you have seen this trailer. Uh, it's called The Dead Don't Die, and it's this is a zombie movie, but this has not what you a think. Legitimate all star cast, and at the top of that cast is a Mr. William Murray. The and I'm going to tell you something. I am all in for anything he does. Even when his movies are not funny, that guy is a fucking master. If you haven't seen the trailer for this, go to YouTube and look at it. Greg just showed I didn't even know anything about this movie. He showed me the trailer just before we started and yeah, it's it's almost got that Shaun of the Dead type feel, but it, you know, Adam Driver and Bill Murray and Tilda Swinton and uh, just uh, the ancient one. When I you've mean, got a zombie on. walking toward the screen, going Chardonnay, yeah, that's, uh, that's you got to you got to give it a whirl. Sometimes you just got to laugh at a dumb movie. Absolutely, absolutely. This is not going to end well. They can't all be saving Private Ryan, folks. No, they can't. They can't. Uh, Toy Story Four. I'm going to go to the theater to see it just because this is such an iconic series. And you know what? It's 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 Buzz and Woody, dude. I mean, it's Buzz I, and Woody. Hey, am I going to see it? Sure. But again, I'm not going to rush out opening night and see it. Ask the producer how he felt about Buzz Lightyear. How'd you? Uh, he, was, you? he was all in on producer Buzz. It was all Buzz. It was did, all didn't Buzz. Didn't we all like Buzz Lightyear uh, because of yeah, Tim we Allen? we did. Come on. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Already talked about it. Don't need to go anymore. Here's one that I wrote down just because I want to talk about it. It's called Crawl. What? Shut up. Are you talking about the the 80s movie Crawl? No, not Crawl. Not the one with Liam Neeson. It's called Crawl, as in a baby crawling across oh, no, the floor. No, no. I crawl. thought you said Crawl, K-R-U-L-L. <laughs> Guys, the premise of this movie, and this is a summer release, 
is there is a hurricane and the town floods and the woman is in her house running from alligators. Jesus Christ. I can't fucking wait to see what a pile of shit this is. I am going to have to go to Sam's Club you know and buy a pallet of Charmin. Do you know where that do you know where that movie's going to end up? The bottom on how did this get made? Most likely. Absolutely. Most likely. And if you love movies or bad movies, you need to listen to How Did This Get Made. It's a hilarious podcast. Yes, yes you do. What else oh. you got? Okay, I got a movie called Stuber. You seen the, the preview no for this? No clue. Okay, this is a Dave Batista who plays Drax, and Kumail Nanjiani, who is se- one no. of the funniest guys you'll ever listen to. I have seen this trailer, yes. And it- Kumail Nanjiani plays a Uber driver who gets hijacked by Dave Batista, who is a police officer, to help solve a case. Right. Um, you it know does what? look funny. I'll when give I you listen, that. When, you, when I listen to Kumail Nanjiani, uh, he just, on Douglas movies or his stand-up, Silicon absolutely Valley. hysterical. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Silicon Valley. I'm going to tell you something else, too, guys. If you have not seen The Big Sick, you need to watch it. That's a fan, that, that is very close to a perfect movie. I have not seen it. It's, it's, it's ridiculously good. My next one? Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Pass. I am not a huge Quentin Tarantino fan either. Oh, I am a Tarantino fan. There's just something about this movie that it, every one of his movies so far, when you first get that first trailer, that first taste of what this movie's going to be like, has jumped out and be like, oh, shit, this looks cool. Like, every one of his movies, for the most part, has been like that. When I saw the trailer for this, I was like, eh. Like, eh. I have not seen the trailer. I am not a big Tarantino fan. Um, you know, everybody's like, oh, Reservoir Dogs is like a perfect movie. The Hateful Eight? Uh, see, The Hateful Eight to me was a good movie, but it was just way too goddamn slow. There was just way too much talking. But it was a good movie. Right. The Hateful Eight was good. Would I have watched it if Kurt Russell wasn't, was in it, wasn't in it? I probably wouldn't have. But it was it was a good movie. Do you remember the scene where Kurt Russell smashes the guitar? Yeah, that was an actual, like, $140,000 guitar. Uh, priceless guitar. Yes. They yeah. smashed on accident. The actual priceless guitar they borrowed just as a prop. And it wasn't in the script. Whoops. It, I don't think it was in the script either, and Kurt Russell was really upset about it. When priceless. He found out about it. You know what? It's Quentin Tarantino. I'm going to bring it up because it, 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 sure, he's always going to be popular. It's valid. If Tarantino's your thing, cool. They're, they're just decent movies. Like they're, they're different. Django Unchained, amazing. There's a movie called Zeroville coming out. No clue. Uh, me either. There's no trailer available yet. But I want you to listen to this cast. Okay. Joey King, who I'm not sure who that is. No idea. Seth Rogen. Okay. Megan Fox. James Franco. Will, Will Ferrell. Jackie Weaver. Dave Franco. Danny McBride. Craig Robinson. Let me Ho- stop you right there. Horatio Sands. I'm in. Right? I'm, in. I'm already... I don't even... You're right. I don't need to know what even is even about. I'm in. The, the, I, I, it's supposed to be a comedy drama. I don't know, guys. Keep your eyes open for the trailer. Okay. Can, can I insert like a real movie into this list? Fucking a. John Wick. You don't kill a man's dog. Yeah, I didn't. Because even what happens? John Wick you get I a trilogy. Be, I knew it would be on your list. You, your list. you, you get, get a trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You kill a man's puppy. That's what happened in my neighborhood where I used to live. I had to leave because that shit was going down. We were fucking people up. You don't mess with a man's dog. John Wick. This series is just exactly what it wants to be. It doesn't try to be anything fancy or realistic or anything like that. This is a dude movie. Gangsters kill this assassin's dog, and then we have th- three movies. Three movies of f- face-punching with guns. Just at In- one point, Keanu Reeves literally says, I'll kill them all. Yeah, I'm in. I'm I, good every, to go. Every, every single movie. And when this one comes out, I'm, I, I honestly already have my tickets. 
opening night on that Thursday, 7 o'clock. Nice. My ass will be in the seats. I didn't know where to cut off the summer preview list, so there's a handful here. I think we've nailed them all. Yeah, there's a handful here that I'm interested in, but I'm not sure if we want to call them summer blockbusters. The first one is Rambo 5. No, uh, of course. I mean, I'm too invested in the series it anyway. Be a at this total, point, it could be a pile of shit. I'm gonna own it. It's. I'm just gonna put it in the class of Expendables. I'm gonna love it because it is what it is. Most likely. Yep. It too. What? One hundred percent. Right. I yep. think most people are in. If you saw the first one, you're gonna want to see this one. Yep. And the last one was Doctor Sleep. Oh shoot! I thought you had another one in there because I had a doozy of a comment ready to go. Go for it. No, no. Go ahead with, with Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. What? Which one am I supposed to have? Because <laughs> you have a comment for? Because set me up. I'll set you up. Child's Play. Oh, Child's Play, yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that are into that. I forgot to write it down. Child's Play. Um, suck it, it's a doll. <laughs> I, for the life of me, at 46 years old, to this day, I don't understand how that even first movie was even popular. I, dude, it's a doll, okay? The doll's got a knife. Great, I'll get a chair. It's done. I'm over. It's it's a, a doll. Essentially. Put it this way. I, I will say this. If I watch that movie... I'm rooting for the doll the whole time because if you're dumb enough to get killed by a three-foot-tall talking doll with a butter knife, eat a dick. You deserve to die. Right. Essentially, a nine-year-old soccer player could beat that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, please. It's a doll. Give me a nine-iron. Roll credits. Uh, For sure. There's your movie. Yeah, guys, so hit there. us up. Hit us up with uh, what your what you think your summer blockbuster is. If if we if we missed one, I think we kind of touched the big ones. There's not a, it's yeah, it's did. not super. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to touch the big one as much as I can. <laughs> Top five list, I think. Yeah, it's mother. Okay, now let's celebrate the moms, the mothers, the women that make it happen, do everything that we can't. It's their weekend. So, Greg's bright idea was to have come up with a top five list of the worst Mother's Day presents that you could get. So instantly, my mind went straight into the shitter. Yeah, so did mine. Because you said worst gifts. So Worst. What's the worst thing that you could bring to the table Sunday morning when mom wakes up? And let's be honest, you should have breakfast made. Everything should be laid out. Mom shouldn't have to do a damn thing all day. What's the worst thing that you could bring to the table Sunday morning? Well, my number five was a will for them to sign. Oof. A will. A will. Yeah. Just go ahead and give me all your shit, mom, and see you later. I mean, that's, I yeah. That's 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 a a pretty bad gift. That's fucked up, Greg. I'm not gonna lie. That's fucked up, and it. Mike, it's just gonna get better. (laughs) That's okay. I kind of went in a different. I went in a living direction. Um. Oh no, she's still living. I just want all her shit when she's gone. That that, that's rough though. It is rough. Will here sign here, ma. You know what? As fun as much fun as I had with this list, list it was really hard because like, I love my mother to death, and I've never given her a shitty gift. I don't think. But you really want that Grey's Anatomy box set, huh? Oh my god, more than you can even imagine, sir. Well, I guess if she signs it, you'll get it. My number five worst gift that you can give mom on Mother's Day is a Weight Watchers gift card. <laughs> Could you imagine bringing a Weight Watchers gift card in a card? Hey, mom, I love you. You've done so much. Here's a Weight Watchers gift card. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> worst, number five worst gift you could give. Oh, my Lord. That, that's my number five. What's your four? An Infinity Gauntlet meat tenderizer. Dude, I sent that to you. I know you did. Is that really a bad gift, though? It is for your mom. Uh, I don't know. Some moms probably like that movie. I, I'm sorry if you said I thought Susan sent that to me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> is it on your list? The women love Thor, so they've, they, they I mean... 
I, they, they were you all know bummed what? out um, about Fat Thor. But. Susan, Susan told me that it should be a Mjolnir. It would be sweet. A, a Mjolnir engraved, personalized meat tenderizer. meat tenderizer. But when I saw that last night, guys, um, I'm going to try and put this link up on the cool. website. You literally put it on your hand, and it's got the spikes on the end so that you pound the You're meat. You're literally you pound beating, the meat. You're beating you're the beating meat the into meat. submission. Yes, yes, and we use that effectively. Nice job. Well done. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty rough, but could be useful. You never know, especially for the moms that like to cook. There are some. Number four, worst gift to give mom on Mother's Day: a matching broom and dustpan set. Not a good move. Matching. Don't do it, guys. Kids. <laughs> Have you been there? Do not do it. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it's not a good idea. Mom doesn't want that on Mother's Day. Just saying. Probably not. She I, probably I don't need to explain it anyway. anymore. It, it, it's I just don't a bad idea. Absolutely. That is the list. Worst Mother's Day gifts. All right. My number three is picture this. I'm going to set the scene set for you. Set the mood. You get up on Mother's Day, and your mom comes out, and you're like, Happy Mother's Day, Mom. You've got dinner on the breakfast on the table for her. She's got a nice mm. omelet, some bacon, some sausage, some yes. cold orange juice. And you go, Mom, here's your gift. I got this for you. And when she opens it up, Here it's it a comes. pamphlet for the spot that you bought for her at Shady Acres Cemetery. Oh God, you bought a cemetery <laughs> plot? Yeah. <laughs> you got a dark list, man. I do, man. It's awful. Dark. But again, that stays with the theme. It's the it's, worst it's, gift. Listen, if your kids gave you a Father's Day gift that was a cemetery plot. Yeah, that that's, I mean. Plan it, you would plan it Hulk out. What are you trying to say? Yeah, that's a, okay, good one. I'll say that, good one. Number three, worst gift. Do not buy this for mom on Mother's Day. A PS4. <laughs> not a good idea. And I don't care if you add the one year of PlayStation Plus membership. It's not a good idea. It's not. I mean, down the it's road, not. I mean, you could tie that in with maybe the will. I don't know. If you want to go that route, you're feeling that brave. Do not buy mom a PlayStation 4. That is not a good idea. That is exactly like the episode of The Simpsons where Homer bought uh, Marge a bowling ball for her birthday. But... Father's Day is coming up, so you might want to pocket that for Dad. He'll probably like it. Nice. That's my number three. Well, my next two are not as dark. My number two is a box gift set that includes rubber gloves, a toilet brush, and a plunger. Not a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> yes. M- Mom, the toilet won't flush. But good news. But good news. I got you something to fix <laughs> yeah. it with. Yeah. That's and again, we're just trying to help. Do not buy these gifts for mom. <laughs> My number two worst gift that you can give mom on Mother's Day is a personal monogrammed kitchen apron. Mm. Yeah, could you imagine the, the yes the, the look? Yeah, Hulk out. Yeah, not a good a- idea. And and you know what? They have the one that's modified for the pregnant belly, oh, so you can be in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant. Oh God! Yeah. No, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Don't. All right, number one. My number one, and this is a real thing. Well, oh. This is this is a real thing. Can, can you just put an asterisk next to this? That this is one hundred percent true. This answer we we did talk. We did happen to mention what our number ones are. Both of these were given to us by our wives. Yes, they Le- were. And this is not made up. This is one hundred percent fact. My number one was given to me by my wife, and it was be- if you gave your mom for Mother's Day a copy of the book. When your spouse comes out. Oh, God, that's not number one. That's number one. Are you serious? A copy of When Your Spouse Comes Out. Okay. 
I thought you had something else. What did you think I had? Nothing. That's why I knew that you. That's what you had. Oh, so you, you son of a bitch! <laughs> I was trying to make it serious for a second. Yeah, nothing is the absolute. Don't do it. Don't let it happen. Do not get mom nothing for Dude, for, for Mother's Day. Of when your spouse decides to come out. Yeah, but that could be useful. I'm sure that happens. Just not a, just wait a day. That's the knife twisting, though. Wait a day. Wait a day. Just wait a day. But seriously, um, we joke, we kid, but Mother's Day is huge. Um, hopefully there's some mothers that listen to this. I know there's at least two. Um, it's a big day for moms. We appreciate everything that they do. Moms are it. Moms I cannot are tell you how, how I feel about my mom. I love her so much. The cats, she hears pajamas. This. They are, and they deserve all the credit they get because you know what? They do the hard work. They I mean, really we did do. a whole top five list for them. We did. I mean, I, mean, I literally put like three minutes into it. How many other kids can say they did a podcast and did a list for their mom for Mother's Day specifically <laughs> yeah, for them? Right? Specifically Shh. for them. Shh. Done. If I could take this mic out of there, I would drop it. Boom. Done. Dropped. I think we are pretty close to being done this week, my friend. Let's wrap this shit up. There's no hockey on tonight, so I can go home and sleep. I thought the Bruins play today. Like I said, there's nobody playing tonight, so I'm going to go home and sleep. Oh, I said it. shit. I did it. Uh, I worked that shit in it. there. Yes, you did. Fuck Boston. Guys, treat your moms right. Take her somewhere nice. Give her a hug. Tell her God how much sakes, you love make her. Make her breakfast. Because you never know when you're going to get to tell her you love her for the last time, and that's morbid and everything, but it's a fact of life, so appreciate her while she's here. She definitely deserves it. Love Mike, me, moms. It was a pleasure seeing you again, my friend. Of course, Love it hanging was. out with you. Always is. It always is. I mean, I can't get enough of me either. Oh, <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, uh, I asked Jacob what his number one Mother's Day gift would be, and it was a mug that said "World's Greatest Dad." That, <laughs> and, Jacob, and, that's good shit. And I just told him, I said, "Stop right there, son. You just won." That is good shit. <laughs> All you needed was one item, and, and you nailed it. Boom! Perfect. Nice job, Jacob. So as always, nice to have you back this week. Nice to see you again. You guys, be safe. Take you care of well. yourselves. Love each other. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Happy Mother's Day, moms. We all love you. We love you. And we are done. See ya, kids. I've the same, baby. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Run!